You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number 16. In this episode, Christian Knutson, the engineer leader, and I will lay out nine points that will help you prepare for and get the most out of any engineering conference that you attend, both personally and professionally. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Fasano, your engineering career coach of engineeringcareercoach.com. Please check out my website. It is absolutely loaded with free career resources and advice for engineers. I've got a great show for you today, and I just want to thank everyone out there for their feedback. The show has really exploded with tons of downloads in the last month or so, and I've received some great feedback and also some critical feedback. And actually, one of the comments was to cut out some of the talk in the beginning of the show and get right to the good stuff. And so to that end, I have eliminated the motivational moment, and we're going to get into the main part of the show quicker from now on. I just ask that you keep the feedback coming by either emailing me at afasano at powerfulpurpose.com or by reviewing the show on iTunes by visiting engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash iTunes. With that, let's jump into the show, which will focus on how to prepare and get the most out of engineering conferences You're about to get a lot of information on this topic. Let me formally introduce my guest, and then it's go time. Christian Knutson, PE, is the author of the Engineer Leader blog. Knutson has over 20 years' experience in leadership. He learned and earned it in one of the most demanding professional arenas available, the United States military. During a career in the U.S. Air Force spanning two decades, earning the rank of lieutenant colonel, he has led military and civilian teams in the international arena performing engineering, construction, project and program management at locations across the United States, Europe, and the Middle East. So enjoy the show today, and please stick around for the career-changing tip at the end of the show. Your life may depend on it, literally. It's go time. All right, everyone, now it's time for our main segment of the show here, and today's topic again, is preparing for and really getting the most out of attending engineering conferences. And I'm excited to have here with me today uh, my friend Chris Knutson, who is the author of the blog EngineerLeader.com, The Engineer Leader. Chris and I had the opportunity to meet a few years ago. I went out and spoke for his SAME post out there in uh, St. Louis and uh, really had a great time when we've kind of kept in touch ever since. So, Chris, welcome aboard, man. Hey, thanks, Anthony. Great to hear you, man. So Chris is, he's spent many years in the Air Force, so he's very well-traveled. He's been to plenty of conferences and, you know, trips all over the world. I've had some time, thankfully, to do some traveling. I spent six months studying abroad um, while I was going through engineering school. And for those of you out there that are students, because I know we have a lot of engineering students that listen, study abroad if you can. I know people are going to say, oh, you're going to miss out on the beers for a semester, (laughs) whatever the case may be, but... (laughs) Let me just tell you, and I think Chris will agree, you know, getting out, experiencing other cultures. I mean, one of the things about being here in the United States, I know for me, you know, I got to Europe, I stayed in Brussels, Belgium for six months, and it was like, 
wow, there's some there's another world outside of the United States, you know, and all this, there's another language, there's other currency, there's things to see. It was amazing, and it's was probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life, and I think it opened me up, not just from the travel perspective, getting to travel, but just opened up my mind to other things because I saw them, and now it just you know makes you want to travel more and and get into that whole side of things. And I think I'm sure Chris, you agree with that, right? Oh yeah, man. I mean, we can. We, that's completely another call, another cast, man. We're off the set up. Uh, you know, after after you know, twelve twelve of my my twenty one years of uh, professional experience has been outside the U.S. So there's you know, once just like you said, once once you get the travel bug, man, it's impossible to get rid of it. And and not only the travel bug, but but being able to get yourself immersed into another culture that opens up opens up all kinds of doors and and. Uh, you know, as we we get into the into this discussion tonight, here uh, talking about uh, engineering conferences, man, that's that's almost like thinking about those as a as a separate culture in and of themselves. So, uh, <laughs> just like you're just like you're getting ready, if you're getting ready to travel to a travel to a new land or a new world, and you want to do some do some research, I, I think we can we actually maybe can parlay that 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 thought of uh, traveling to a new country into how we prep ourselves for uh, for conferences. Definitely, definitely, and the reason that I asked Chris to come on for this session was because you know reading his blog which I do regularly I think a year or so ago he had a post entitled make your next business trip an opportunity to grow and I'm going to link to that post in our show notes and our show notes for today will be engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash conference you can go there and you can get a summary of the show you can get a link to any articles that we reference this way you can easily find all the information. So, so with that is we have nine different points we're going to go through here and we will, you know, try to keep it to our usual time around 20, 30 minutes. But I want to get through these points because all of us go to conferences, whether your company sends you, your professional association sends you, and there's so much that you can get out of them. You know, getting together with other people, there's so much energy there. And I just want to, you know, Chris and I want to go through these steps so we can give you kind of a, a blueprint to get the most out of them. So just jumping right into the first step is really you have to set the intention and think about what your goal is for attending that conference. <clears throat> and really the one way that I can say it is, you know, what's your why? I mean, is your why just because your company's sending you? Is your why because you're going there to get specific credits? Are you going there to get a certain kind of knowledge? Uh, you know, from my experience, it's very important to know going into a conference what I want to get out of it. Chris, what, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great uh, great lead off. Um, I mean, if you know, we're all you know, most of the folks that could probably list on this on this podcast, and like you and I, we're, we're engineers. So it's quite frankly, it's no different than than any project we take on, or even solving any kind of a problem. And you got to know what is it that you're trying to accomplish. And that's the first thing that you got to, you've got to understand at the front end of it. So not only just like conference, but really quite frankly, any business trip or, or any kind of a conversation I'm going to have with somebody, especially if it's, if it's important or related to a project or, or, or an effort that I've got underway. And it, it depends on the, on the, uh, you know, probably the level of importance for that. Is, is how much time I put into it, but I always, I always sit down and I lay out, you know, what is, you know, what's my intent? What am I trying to, what am I, what am I hoping to come away from at the end of the, at the end of the week or the end of the, end of the discussion? Who is it that I'm trying to meet? Who's going to be there? And I know we're going to get into some of these points later, so I might be jumping ahead, but, but uh, yeah, if you, if, if you, if you spend 
that time, and it doesn't have to be a crazy amount of time, but if you can just spend even a couple minutes just sitting down thinking and, and, uh, and writing down what it is that you're hoping to accomplish while you're there, you're going to walk away with, with, a, with a wealth more knowledge than you ever would if you didn't do it. Yeah, definitely. Because it's going to be on your mind. You're going to know what you were thinking about beforehand. You're going to look for those things. So I think that's a, yep, that's a absolutely. big way to start it off. So, all right. So that's number one. Number two is to take a look at the conference agenda, review the speakers, review the topics. You know, one of the reasons that I thought of this topic for the podcast today was because we're going to be having the Institute for Engineering Career Development, the IECD meetup down in Austin at the end of April. And, you know, I've been getting some emails from engineers because we have a long list of real accomplished speakers of very successful engineers. And I want to make sure that our members go down there and understand that they need to come prepared. I mean, we've got top engineers there. You should understand who's going to be speaking. What kind of questions can you ask them? How can you maximize your time? A lot of these larger engineering conferences, there's several tracks, four or five different courses going on at the same time. So you need to be able to recognize ahead of time what courses do you want to go to, what content is going to help me to reach my goals quicker, so that when you go there, you're getting the most out of it. I mean, Chris, is that something you do? You look into this ahead of time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's a here's a great uh, great story off of this. So a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, Society of American Military Engineers had their national conference here in, in my backyard in St. Louis, and. Um, you know, even I'm not from St. Louis originally. I don't, you know, I've only lived here a couple of years because of because of the because uh, the Air Force brought me here. But I, you know, just like I've done for all the other ones that I've gone to previously, I went through and looked at who were the keynote, who was the keynote speaker going to be, what were the tracks, you know, who were who were the folks who were going to be that were going to be actually leading these different sessions. And so, looking at the keynote speaker, I found out that it was going to be this guy. Eric Greitens, who runs this this organization called the Mission Continues, which is a uh, a nonprofit that that provides focus and fellowships to wounded wounded veterans and to get them back, you know, back basically back into society, contributing and uh, taking their knowledge from the military and their experiences and, and putting them into their communities. So where all that came from is I I looked at that and my my organization, the SAME, we were looking at. What could we do to uh, help wounded warriors? Because it just so happened that that year, the focus of SAME was on on wounded warriors. So by by knowing that not only was Eric going to be giving this presentation, but he happened to be a St. Louis resident. Um, he had grown up in St. Louis, and his and his uh, you know the mission continues. His I guess his you know his organization was based here out of St. Louis. I was like, hey, this is this could possibly be a win win. As it turned out, because I had, you know, because I had done that research and did a little bit of background research on the internet on on Eric, um, I actually had the opportunity during the uh, during the conference to link up with him. That parlayed itself, no kidding, less than three months later into us running the first annual uh, uh, Wounded Warrior Gala event here in St. Louis for the through the Society of American Military Engineers, and we ended up raising something like fifteen thousand dollars to. Uh, to support mission continues and, and sponsor two fellowships for uh, for wounded warriors who happen to be uh, engineers. So it was a it was a awesome event, and, and it, quite, it the only reason it even happened was because because I sat down, took that time to look at who was going to be there, who was speaking, and figure out you know what what was their background, and then be able to make those linkages with with things that we, that I was trying to accomplish. 
That's awesome. That's a great story. And, and again, that's another reason you do your research. And I go through the program. I circle the speakers I want to talk to. I circle the, the topics I want to see. And, and that's proven to be very rewarding for me. All right, number three, identify networking opportunities and potential people to connect with. And kind of Chris kind of just touched on this with when he connected with someone at the conference specifically, but but really just looking at the agenda and saying, you know, is there a dinner event I can go to? I know a lot of these conferences have icebreakers in the beginning of the event, so you can get to, right off the back get to meet a couple of people. And I think it's important to, again, identify them. I mean, the last thing you want to do is be sitting in your room while there's 200 people downstairs at the bar talking to each other, exchanging business cards, exchanging stories, and you traveled, you know, a thousand miles to the conference and you miss it. So I think it's important to identify these opportunities. I think it's important that if you think there's going to be some people there, like Chris talked about that he identified, that you find a way that you can get in front of them and think about, you know, have some things prepared that you want to talk to about with people. And really, and I'm sure Chris will agree with this, I think some of the most important aspects of conferences is the people that you meet and what you take away from them and the lifelong relationships you can build with these people. And Chris, I know you've told me in the past, you go to these events and you can, you know, you hook up with people and then I know you're real good at doing this. You keep in touch with them. Yeah, I I do. I mean, so... I may have a may have an out of the uh, out of the norm view of of the uh, value of a conference. I mean, to me, and this does tie back to this this whole looking at different networking opportunities. But to me, the the whole purpose to even go to a conference is one of two reasons: one, to knock out a whole bunch of continuing education requirements for you know whatever it is, whether it's a like your PMP cert or your PE license or whatever it is, you're going there to knock out a bunch of a bunch of continuing education requirements. And the other one is plain and simple. It's to go there and meet people and to network and link up with either people you already know or, or to meet new people. And so in, in, order to, in order to fulfill that second piece, you, get, you, you totally got to look through and not only look at, again, like who's going to be there, who's going to be speaking. You know, here's, a, here's a great one. Let's say you're looking for a, you're looking for a new job. You're unemployed. You're looking for a job, or you're with whatever company you're with. You're looking for looking for a different challenge or new opportunities. You know, if it's a if it's a trade show type of a conference, there's there's likely to be there's going to be a listing of who's going to be presenting, who's going to be in the uh, you know the vendor the vendor area, who's going to have booths, and and you can start start figuring out in advance of who's going to be at these different locations. You know, LinkedIn for me and probably Anthony for you as well has been, is a great resource for doing some of that data mining in advance and finding out, you know, who, what companies are going to be there, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be sitting there because a lot of these companies are going to even identify who they're going to have hanging out in the booths. So you can start doing your homework in advance if there are specific companies that you want to target uh, when when you're going to be at these conferences. Oh yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. And the one thing that Chris said that's great is talking about someone if you need a job. And what I can tell you right now is if you're unfortunately unemployed and you're trying to find a job and you've only got you know X amount of money left in your bank account or your unemployment checks are about to expire, if you could trade in the money in that account to get you out to a conference, because I know it's costly, it will be worth it. It would be one of the things that would probably be most worth it for you to do with, with saving some of that money that you have while you don't have a steady, stable income coming in. Because when you go to a conference and you put yourself in a room with 
30, 50, 200, 1,000 other people. It's an amazing experience. The opportunities are limitless when you go there. And you, like I said, you could take opportunities out of it. You could take lifelong friendships out of it. You could take technical knowledge and experience out of it. There's so many things that you can take out of it. And I'm going to have on one of our upcoming calls, Barry Cordero, who's the president of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineership. And I've spoken at a couple of their conferences. And let me just tell you something. The energy there is amazing. And those of you that are members and have attended those conferences, I mean, that's what you get out of it. You just get energized. So that kind of covers really the technical, the conference itself. Now let's move a little bit more into enjoying the trip and, and the culture, the, the geographic location. And, and number four that we have is research the city you're going to. Research the history of it, read about it, maybe look into the engineering of it, depending on where you go. You could be going to a place that has some real amazing engineering feats. I, know, I mean, I know for me, I went to visit with Chris in St. Louis, and you know, of course, we went to the Arch. I got to see it, touch it. We leaned up against it. We took some photos. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, listen, you're an engineer. You're in St. Louis. You better do that. So Chris, of course, explained to me a little bit of the history. We were right on the river there. You have to research that stuff, which, which kind of leads me right into number five here. And, and Chris can certainly get involved in this one, which is then investigate beyond the history of the city, some tours, you know, some adventures, quote unquote, that you can do while you're there. And I know, Chris, this is something that you do. And this is what that, that article that I referenced earlier was about kind of. So talk about that a little bit, Chris. Yeah. So, you know, so we, we, we spent a good portion here talking about, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of getting ready on the, on the, uh, you know, the, the professional side, but, but, um, you know, I, I, have you know, for a number of years kind of approached, approached life and work as an, as an integrated, as an integrated one. I mean, there's no, there's no firewall between, between what I consider to be my work and what I consider to be my life. It's, it's just all my life. It's what I do. And because of that, it, it, you know, it bled over into the way that I would, that I would, the way that I prepared myself when I would go to travel someplace. So if I was traveling someplace on, on business, it wasn't, you know, not only was I doing all the homework and the research to prep myself for, you know, if I was given a presentation or if I was, you know, going to be inspecting a project or a program or, or whatever it was, you know, preparing myself on that piece of it. But I also prepared myself on the other aspects of it. And this was really important. You know, I had, a, I lived for a number of years in Europe, traveling around on, on different, uh, different activities there with my job. And, you know, of course, I was going to definitely take advantage of the fact that I was living in Europe and going, you know, traveling to places. And I think even in, you know, the article that, that you reference, um, I, I recount some experiences that I had in Greece as I was prepping myself to go to this comp. It was actually a conference there. But as I was prepping myself to go to that conference, I was also doing a ton of research and, uh, you know, reading the history of the location I was going to. It happened to be a town called Thessaloniki. You know, I did all this research and not only did I go armed with like this list of like awesome restaurants to go visit and where the nightlife was and, and all these other aspects that, you know, that, that opened, opened my exposure to, you know, to, to Hellenic culture. But on the, on the business side of it, you know, we had the icebreakers. I was able to have, you know, pretty meaningful conversations with, with my Greek counterparts because I had actually done homework about the place I was going to be at. Wow. And, you know, and, and so that opened up, it opened, it, it, it offered a common area and a common discussion train to start getting us into different types of conversations. So, 
you know, you and I have talked about this before, and, and maybe this think of all these new podcasts we can come up with, man. But um, you know, but it but it becomes of this it be, it comes of this you know this this opportunity for you to take a business trip or a conference visit and parlay it into something that that has more meaning than just you know than just slogging through another conference. It's this opportunity to connect with other people. It's an opportunity, like you were saying, when you came here to St. Louis, for you to learn a little bit more about the history of you know the city, the history of the icon of the arch. This this opportunity for you to grow as a person, and uh, you know if you, if you if all you're all you're focused on is going to this conference and knocking out you know the, the continuing education credits or you know trying to get as many business cards as you can, you're, you're selling yourself short. I agree 100. percent And one of the things that you said, Chris, which is great, is that and we you and I talked about this many times in the past is that blend between work life it's all you 24 hours a day 7 days a week there's no you know turning the switch on and off when you when you go to work when you come home and a couple of sessions ago I interviewed Randy over the ASC national president those of you out there that that want to check it out you can Check it out at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Randy. And, you know, and Randy's obviously a busy guy and he's all over the world right now as the ASC president. But the one thing that he talked to me about was what he called work-life blend. And he said, even conferences, he said, when I go to conferences, if it works out, I'll bring the wife and the kids. And, you know, we make it a trip. So, you know, so there's a lot of ways you can integrate these things together. And really, Chris hit it on the head when he said, I think of everything. There's not a line between things. It's me all the time. And item number six, which Chris got into a bit already, is try to experience the culture, the food, the music of wherever you're going. I, I gave a talk, I guess it's a month ago, geez, two months ago, almost already down at the University of Memphis. And I got in about 9, 10 at night. I was exhausted. You know, I usually get up real early in the morning. But I was talking to kind of the cab driver on the way to hotel. And I'm like, you know, where do I go downtown? I want to hear some blues. I want to hear some music. And I know Chris is, is big into the blues. I actually texted him when I was down there and just told him, you know, you don't know where I am right now. I'm chilling out here. I'm sitting here listening to to, to music down in Memphis. But the thing yeah. is, is, I was in my hotel. Thanks, <laughs> I was in my hotel room. I'm like, I was exhausted. I'm like, listen, it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. Luckily, I didn't have to be up early for my talk. So I was just like... I'm in Memphis. How often do I come to Memphis? Some of the greatest music downtown you can get. And I'm just like, I got to go for it. You know, and I luckily I did a little, I didn't do a ton of research, but I talked to some people there who pointed me in the right direction. So I think really that there's so much you can experience if you go to somewhere for two or three days. I mean, last year we were at the IECD meetup in Chicago, some of the members, and we were, we went out, we went to the top of the tower there. Really, you know, we went out late. We were tired, but we said, let's go. We were in Chicago and we got to really experience it. So I think it's, I think it's really important that you get to experience, like Chris said, you get your prep work done for the technical side of things, the people you want to meet at the conference, what you want to take out of it, and then go out and enjoy it too. Yeah, there'll be some long days and long nights and you'll be tired when you get home, but you know what? You're not going to go back to that city most likely for a long time. So yeah, amen. I think that's, that's really important. All right. Number seven is be safe. We're here, Chris and I telling you to go out and venturing and, you know, go have fun. And that's true. But you got to remember too, you're in city that you're not familiar with. Some of these conferences could be in remote locations. Listen, every city, no matter where you go, has the good parts of the city and the not so good parts of the city. So if you're going to venture out, either take someone with you or do your research, cab door to door, if you're not familiar with the area and just be careful. 
uh, because, you know, it is important and we get outside of our surroundings sometimes and we can get comfortable or you're out, you know, drinking or whatever the case may be. Just try to remember to be safe. I think that that's important. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, Anthony, again, for me, you know, for me, spending a good portion of my professional career outside of the U.S., that that it took on a you know a much even a even a more greater uh, you know greater concern. So whenever whenever I was traveling, I, I you know I always if I was staying at a hotel, I always made sure that I had that hotel's business card. So I had it. You know, I had there was no especially overseas, but even in the U.S., it's it's smart if you got that card because then you don't have to try to play you know twenty questions with the cab driver on where it is that you need them to take you back to. Right. <laughs> but you also have a phone number to get back to them, to that hotel, in case they've got concierge or you've got questions or whatever. If, if you find yourself traveling overseas, you know, I'm going to tell you the first place to go to is the Department of State um, website. Go there and look at the travel advisories for wherever it is that you're going to. Before, you, you know, before I go on any trip, you know, especially business, uh, absolutely business related, definitely even on my own personal trips with my family, I, I, I leave with a, with a card, an actual piece of paper. So not on my, you know, not on my iPhone, but an actual card that's got all the key relevant information on it. Like, you know, flight times, flight numbers, it's got my frequent flyer numbers on it, my hotel numbers on it, contact information for the hotel, if it's outside the U.S., it's got numbers for the State Department, the regional security officer, all these phone numbers at embassies and whatnot. And it's, and it's you know, call it my military background planning, but it's, it's making sure that I've got all that information available and that's something that I carry with me wherever I go just so in case something happens. And, and, and you know, in, in 20 years of doing this, I've never had to use it, but... You know, who, you know who knows. You, you don't want to just. You just don't want to be caught in that situation where, where uh, you know, you're out of your environment and you don't have the ability to to reach out and, and get in touch with somebody that can help you out. So that's a, it's a great point. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, and and just one more point on that that I've heard too, and I've done myself in the past is make a photocopy of everything in your wallet like your credit cards, your license, yeah. and, you know, yep. keep, keep it obviously not in, around your wallet, on your body somewhere or at your hotel or something so that if anything should happen, you get pickpocketed. This happened to me when I was abroad. I got pickpocketed. Something like that happens to you. You have your information. You have the numbers on your cards. You can call cancel. You know, you have some information. So just another tip that you can, you can uh, implement there. Now, number eight. I've got two more points. Number eight, stretch yourself. And what I mean by that is, if you go to a conference, sometimes you'll be going with your association or your local chapter. You'll be traveling with a couple other members. Don't just hang out with those people. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be friend. You're friendly with them. You know them and they're comfortable, but be uncomfortable. Meet new people. Go to a table that you don't know anyone and sit next to them and talk and meet new people and, and learn new things. I remember once when I was working for the engineering firm that I worked for, for most of my career, we went to a dinner one night down in New York City, and we had a lot of clients there, and we had a lot of people from the company there. And the CEO, I ended up sitting next to the CEO of our company, and I remember he looked at me, and he's like, we shouldn't be sitting next to each other. <laughs> Meaning that we're with the same company. You know, The point of this networking event is to go out there and meet other people, talk <laughs> to people. It was just, I was like, yeah, you're right. And so it's something to think about. I know it's comfortable to sit next to someone you know and to spend the whole weekend with them at a conference, but 
it's not going to allow you to grow and build some of those other relationships that you have the opportunity to build there. Yeah, you know, Anthony, is, we've we've had this conversation before, and I think there's, I think I've got even a few posts on my my blog about this. But you know, it has to you get outside your comfort zone when you go to these go to these events. I mean, not not only for you know, we were talking about going out and experiencing the uh, you know the the, the town or, or or the you know the venue wherever you're at, but you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the human relationships and, and developing and building you know, building, building meaningful relationships with somebody else. And, and that's always, you know, there's always risk involved with that. And, uh, you know, the, the old adage is that for, you know, engineers are, are introverts and that we don't, you know, we've got this inability to be able to have, you know, have, have open and meaningful conversations, which, you know, I'll be the first to tell you that, that, you know, that I would probably have qualified myself as being an introvert at one point, but, but going through a number, you know, through a number of different events through through my my career and going to these different conferences and events and, and just pushing myself to you know to to meet new people and constantly try to learn something, you know, has, has been uh, has been absolutely beneficial. So you're, you're absolutely right. And when you get out get out to these events, you know, you shouldn't don't 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 lose an opportunity to be able to meet somebody. And that being said. We haven't touched on this. I mean, it's it's important to do the research up front to be able to you know have have a kind of a plan for what it is that you're trying to accomplish. But if but if all you accomplish when you go to one of these conferences is that you had an opportunity to pick up some continuing education credits and and meet some new people and and make these meaningful relationships, then you have to consider that a success because because that that should be that should be the you know quite frankly if that's all you do. That is a success. Sure, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but, but, uh, you know, but I think just the opportunity for you to be able to meet new people, develop, develop a rapport with them, and perhaps even a relationship with them, if you can do that, then, uh, then any event that you go to is is, is definitely a success. I agree, Chris. I, hey, listen, in some instances, getting on the plane and going to a conference can be a success because that might be your first one. You know, some, yeah, especially yep. if you're a younger engineer, you know, this is the first thing for you. So just getting there, getting comfortable with it could be success, big success. Oh, yeah. You may not even talk to anyone the first time. You may be nervous. You, may, <laughs> you know, you'll sit through some seminars, but you know what? The next time it's going to get better and you're just going to get better at it and you're going to build relationships. And that's the whole idea of stretching yourself. Feeling uncomfortable is a great thing in these situations, you know, and that's, and I know, Chris, some of your posts on the comfort zone talk about this, is that, you know, if you don't feel uncomfortable, then you're not growing. That's the bottom line. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. So last point, we have point number nine here is to implement some of the strategies that you've learned when you get back or, you know, maybe contact some of the people that you met. You go to a conference, you pick up some great information, but sometimes, you don't use it. And like Chris said, in some instances, that could be considered a success. But listen, if you go to a conference and you see a strategy or you go to a seminar and you learn a whole bunch of networking strategies, come back, go to one of your local chapter meetings and implement them. You know, Take some notes and implement them. Even if it's just one piece of information that you implement, it might be helpful for you. But unless you implement it sooner rather than later, you're just going to lose it. And I know that when I went through a lot of seminars and project management training when I was doing my engineering design work, a lot of times I'd sit through a seminar, I'd get the binder, I'd go back to my office, I'd put the binder on my shelf, and I wouldn't look at the binder again. And I know Chris is, 
is big on this too. Now for me, when I read a book, I got to get into it. I got to take notes. I got to highlight it. I got to really understand the book and how I can use it. And listen, if I haven't found it, if I haven't been using it, but I really like the content, I'll read it again. A couple months later, I'll recirculate it. I'll read it again. I'll go through my, I'll just go through my highlights then. And it's the same thing when you go to a conference, you're getting amazingly valuable information. You're meeting people that can not only help you to yield opportunities, but they can bring enjoyment to you if you further those relationships. And I think you have to take it upon yourself to do that. And like I said before, I know, Chris, that you do this and I know that you keep in touch with people and that's why you have such a, not just a big network, but I think you have a network that's really, it's helpful for you because you can reach out to people and you keep in touch with them on a regular basis. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, so one of the things that I, you know, one of the one of the things that I do is when I when I go to these events, you know, I'll, I'll walk away and, and yeah, I walk away with business cards. I mean, you just you always kind of do, and and you know, truth in advertisement. Some of the some of the uh, some of the interactions are are pretty you know pretty superficial, but but there's always interactions with that I have with people that are that's you know that we we get into talking about our families and life events and, and, you know, and, and things that are just have absolutely nothing to do with, with the, you know, when somebody would classify as professional, we get, we get into a, to a person to person conversation. And, and with those individuals, you know, with those folks that I meet, those individuals, I, I make a, I make an absolute point of when I get home and, and oftentimes I'll do this quite frankly, I'll just do it on the airplane on the, on the flight home. I'll sit down and I'll, I'll write them, a, I'll, I'll hand write letters to them. Just saying, hey, you know, thanks for, you know, it was awesome to meet you. And, uh, you know, thanks for the conversation that we had about whatever it was we talked about. And, and then we end up we end up getting connected on LinkedIn. It's a great way to be able to maintain that conversation. And so maybe a little bit old school going to the, going to the handwritten piece. But I found it to be, you know, a, a strategy that I use, or maybe really a, a, a technique that I use that has been extremely beneficial because, of, you know, there's. You know, I could probably count them on both of my hands. People that I've met through these conferences that have become extremely important to me in my professional and personal life. That 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 I met through these conferences and that these relationships developed over time, and uh, and and then getting to you know getting the discussion. You know, the, the item you brought up about going back and looking at looking at material that you that you picked up from the from the conference so you know you got the personal piece and then you got this professional piece you know one of the things that we do in the military is after any any kind of an activity that we do whether it's you know a major you know major one that you see on cnn or you know just even this some minor training activity event that we do we always do an after action report i've i've done these even you know on any business trip that i do Related to to projects or programs that I'm working on, I, I always do an after action report, and and I even do them for myself now. When I go and I've been doing them probably for the last decade on conferences, and and I and you know I use Evernote, which is a great great uh, a great tool, and and I in Evernote I'll go in and I've got a I've got a folder set up that's conferences, and after I come out of a conference, that I'll sit down and I'll spend an hour two hours. Just going through and, and and writing down everything I can think of related to that event, specifically so that so that I've got for posterity a record of who I met, what were the key takeaways, what are the go dos for myself if it's related to uh, if, if it involves other people, what are some of the go dos I need I need to delegate to somebody else, 
So I, you know, so, you know, right at the beginning of the call, Anthony, we talked about, you know, preparing for, for going to one of these conferences. You know, this kind of brings up a good point. And if you're setting this intention on the front end to go and accomplish, you know, A, B, and C when you go to one of these events, it's really important to sit down when you have to get back from it and kind of do the same, you know, so what did I accomplish what I went there to go and do? Right. If I didn't, what did I accomplish? You know, what were, what were the, what were the, what were the huge golden nuggets? Were there any golden nuggets? You know, what were the takeaways that I had from it? And it, and it could be just as simple as, you know, I, it was a, you know, it was a technical conference and I went there and I picked up seven continuing education units did I did I get the you know did I get the certificates? Maybe that maybe that's the level of the event, right? You know, but but taking that deliberate time at the end before you you know as you say here before you before you lose it, taking that deliberate time at the end to say okay what was it that I that I actually did? Who did I meet? What did I accomplish? Did I fulfill my intentions on the front end? What were the key takeaways? And what were the thing? What are the things that I got to go do now? based off of what I learned. So I don't, you know, how do you, how do you approach these things when you do them? Yeah, I think honestly, I do exactly what you're talking about and kind of a down dump after the conference of everything that I experienced, the people I met, I do my follow-ups and I can tell you right now, the plane ride back for me is such a great, a great time to do that because there's no internet <laughs> unless you buy it. But and it just gives me time to reflect, you know, it's just something about just being, you know, 30,000 feet in the air, yep, just absolutely, away man. from everything and just reflecting. You put a little flute, Native American flutes on, on your iTunes <laughs> and you just reflect and you just go through it and so much can come out of it. I mean, I've had amazing ideas on that reflection trip back from a conference, even just thinking about some of the things that we talked about and then parlaying them into ideas. So I think that there's... You're right. I mean, not just implementing the strategies, but doing that kind of down dump and reflection time to go over there, everything. So, so with that, what I'll, let me just run through these real quick so I can sum it up and then I'll keep Chris on with me for a minute and we'll get into our career changing tip to end off the session today. So we had nine points. Set your intention or your goal for, you know, what you really want to accomplish at the conference. Secondly, review the speakers and topics. Make sure that you know that if there's certain topics and speakers there that you get to those sessions. Number three, identify key networking opportunities, whether they're dinners, social hours, icebreakers, and even potential people to connect with. Number four, research the city, the history, maybe some of the engineering features that might be there. Number five, investigate, potentially book some tours or adventures that you could go on when you're there. Number six, experience the culture, the food, the music, you know, really get into the, the city and the life there if you can, if time allows for that. Seven, be safe. We covered some tips about how to be safe, some documentation you can keep with you. Number eight, stretch yourself, broaden your horizons, move out of your comfort zone. Don't hang out with the same one or two people for the entire conference. Meet new people. Force yourself to go to a table where you don't know anyone there and just sit there and start some conversations. And lastly, number nine, implement strategies that you've learned from the conference and also do some kind of reflection or some kind of down dump, brain dump of everything that you learned there. And then I guess after that point, implement the strategies from the conference. So again, with that, I'm going to keep Chris with me here for a minute. We're going to get into our career changing tip now and try to really offer you one game changer that you could use in your engineering career. Career changing tip. All right, so we're back for 
today's career changing tip. And again, I have Christian Knutson with me today, the engineer leader, engineerleader.com. Check out his blog. There's categories on it so you can really get right into the different topics that he writes about. And I think you'll really enjoy it from a lot of his leadership experience as an engineer in the military. So the one topic that we're going to get into today or the one kind of game changer we want to talk about today that does certainly tie back into what we've been talking about as far as conferences go is just your nutrition, you know, your diet, your physical fitness. It's important throughout your life and career in general. And I think that's certainly another probably series of podcasts that we could get into. But when you talk about a conference, and I know for me, when I go to a conference, it is full tilt. I'm up early. I'm at sessions. I'm networking. I'm talking to people. I'm still sneaking in some work and doing some stuff where I have to. I'm going to dinners. I'm going out late. We're networking. We're probably partying some nights, if not every night. And it's full tilt. So Chris, why don't you just give a couple of real basic, simple tips here in the next minute to kind of keep your you physically fit. Obviously, this applies to in general, but I'm talking about when you're going full hardcore at these conferences. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, tip number one, it's, you know, drink water. I mean, especially during the day. I mean, keep yourself hydrated. So easy to, to, to just completely miss that piece of it. And then you're going to, you know, you're going to be going sit in these, sitting in these long sessions, listen to people talk, and then you're going to go and you're going to go out, you know, you're going to come back, change, go out, go out at night, probably go out, maybe potentially go out drinking, having a good time, eating big dinners, you know, so just, just make sure yourself that you're hydrated. You know, second thing is, is, you know, before you get there, you know, make that, you know, we were talking earlier about making intentions about what you're going to accomplish. So make it, make it a mandatory thing that that's in your list that at some point in that schedule during the day you're going you're to get some physical training in whether it's whether it's a walk or you're actually going to go do you know going to go for a run or you're going to do something i mean i've you know one of my one of my bosses told me early on that that you know there's never you never lack room in whatever whatever suitcase you pack for a pair of running shoes and uh, especially yeah. if you're in the middle minimalist running shoes nowadays it's easy to get those bad boys packed in your in your luggage so uh you know, so so whatever it is, make sure that you you know take some time to, to go do something physically to get yourself up and moving because uh, you know a lot of these conferences you know for you Anthony probably like myself man you're you're sitting so it's you yep. know you get up and move you know and then the third one is is you know diet is is it's insanely hard to maintain when you're out when you're traveling um, especially if it's if it happens to be something that you really really focus on when you're not traveling. So, uh, you know, so you, you got, you just got to do the planning on the front end and, uh, and make sure that you're, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be meeting the USDA, you know, food pyramid, but you gotta, you gotta make sure that, that you, you do the thinking up front for what you're going to need to be able to do to support yourself while you're there. Because, because the key thing out of all this is that you want to go full tilt while you're there, but if you don't give yourself a, an opportunity to rebound and recover, you're going to burn out. You're not going to be able to take full advantage of it, especially if it's like a conference that you're at for a week. You know, you're just going to you're just going to drive yourself into the ground. So, those would be those would be some of the you know, some of the tips I got. Awesome. I'm gonna have to remember that in Austin. I'm gonna have to drink a lot of water when I'm down in Austin. <laughs> yeah, man. This, hydration. This it's all about hydration. But um, all right. Well, you got a bonus today, everyone. We gave you, I guess, Chris gave you three career changing tips there, and they are basic. And I read an article the other day that said you should drink a half an ounce to one ounce of water for every pound of body weight that you have in a day. 
and that can be a lot of water. So, but again, increases your energy. It does so many things for you. It just, you know, your body just needs it to operate. So, you know, I hope you enjoyed the show today. I think we touched on a lot of stuff that I hope will be helpful for you. Again, check out Chris's website, engineerleader.com. And those of you that are, have any interest, it's not too late to come to Austin, especially those of you engineers that are in Texas. You can still go to engineeringevent.com and register. Come join us. We've got an amazing lineup of, I think we're at like 16 plus speakers, presidents, CEOs, personal development gurus. We've got tours planned. We've got social outings at some of the best restaurants in Austin. It's going to be a blast. So come and hang out with us. And with that, I really look forward to checking you out on the next podcast. And remember, you can get the session notes for this podcast with any of the links that the that we referred to or that we talked about at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash conferences. So thanks again for listening. Catch everyone on the next show. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.